welcome to the weekly podcast for City Chapel at Slaughter Creek, the world's okayest church right here in Austin. Get to know us better at citychapelchurch.com. We're so glad that you joined us today and hope you enjoy the message. We have some special guests all the way from San Antonio. I want you guys to give it up for Teen Challenge. This is Mr. Jim Murdoch. Here we go. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you for that wonderful worship. Man, I just want you. There's nothing else. Man, I can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in here. It's a lot easier to worship the Lord when you're sitting in air conditioner. We were at a church last week that didn't have air conditioner, wasn't working, and it was, and it was like a two-and-a-half-hour service. Dan- people dancing around. It was like it was hot. So we appreciate your AC working. I want to say thank you to Eddie and uh, just a thank you to Pastor if he is watching this or sees this. Thanks for your past, current, and future support of Adult and Teen Challenge. There's a lot going on in the ministry of Teen Challenge, and I was able to bring five of the men that are in the program. We have about 36 men in our first and second phase, and some of these guys are even getting ready to go into third phase, which is where they actually get a job. and do that so uh, teen challenge a lot going on at our campus we have 40 men and 20 women in our facility in south san antonio so we're way south off 1604 and 16 kind of by somerset if you know anything about that but we're excited to be here uh just driving up it was just a nice drive and able to come in and be welcomed by eddie and uh, just sorry pastor's not here, but like he said, he's having a good time up in the 75 degree weather. But uh, again, my name is Jim Murdoch. I'm a graduate of the program. I went, I went through Teen Challenge a long time ago. And uh, it was the only place I could find that didn't want like thousands of dollars. You know, those 30 day programs and 60 and 90 day programs that you have to have insurance and they cost so much money. And I was strung out on crack and alcohol and I had a wife and two little kids and I didn't know what to do I mean I had no hope I was just like I was, it was it was seemed like it was hopeless well Teen Challenge is a multinational it's an international uh, organization they have 1200 centers all over the world and it just so happened that my wife's best friend's brother went through Teen Challenge in Peru so she said, well, let's try to find a, find a Teen Challenge out here, and there was one. And I was able to go in at no cost and get the help that I needed. And uh, I didn't know anything about Jesus or anything about the Bible. And they said, you're in the right place. And uh, that night, I found myself on my knees that first night, and guys were laying hands on me and praying. I had no idea what I was doing. But at that moment, I got delivered. And I woke up the next morning with no withdrawals or anything like that. And I didn't have, I mean, not only was it the perfect program, for me, it's the only one that really works. We currently have, out of people that graduate from Teen Challenge after five years, we have a documented 78% success rate. Most, most rehabs, 30, 60, 90 rehabs, they're looking about in the teens, if that. You know, it's just, it takes a year for the men to set aside and to get close to God, and they always have the opportunity to do that. Well, so we have uh, Joseph, Randy, Deshaun, and Dylan. Then we got one more. He might have gone to the restroom, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit more before I pull him up. Uh, well, why don't we do this? Do you guys want to hear a testimony? 
Joseph, you want to give your testimony? All right. Come on, Joseph. Just tell us what God's doing in your life. This is first time giving testimony. It's Joseph Esparza. He's from San Antonio. Just tell him. Hi, I'm Joseph Esparza. Um, at first, I was with the church from my mom. And when she passed away, I kind of hated God. And so I went to my dad. And um, he got sick and he passed away. So I hated God even worse. And so out the years, I've been hating God. Um, when I was about in my 20s, I believe, I actually died at the hospital. Um, so I went to heaven. I seen heaven, and it actually is beautiful. Um, I heard my mom telling me to go back. Um, I heard God telling me to go back. And so I woke up in the hospital. Uh, the doctor told me I died for about 10 to 11 minutes. And um, so I met, I, at the time I got out, I was depressed. I was still hating him, um, drinking and doing drugs. Uh, then my landlord uh, knew Team Challenge and so I decided to go to Team Challenge and get closer to God and forgive him for for me, for hating him. Um, and so far I've been with TC for about a little over 10 months and still loving God more. Thank you. Amen. Can I have you guys come up? Joseph, come back up. I'm going to let you introduce all, all you guys at the same time. Just give a quick shout out your name, where you're from. Come on up. How long you been in the ministry? How long you been in Teen Challenge? And a scripture that you stand on. Uh, hi, my name is Randy Hollins. I'm from San Antonio, Texas. I'm 28 years old, and I've been in the program 10 months now. And I stand on two verses. It's 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all anxieties because it cares. And Colossians 3:23. Work hard and oh, work hard and cheerfully as though you're working for the Lord rather than people. Yeah. Uh, I am Joseph Sparza. I've been I've been with the Team Challenge for ten months. Um, I'm based from California. The verse I stand on, uh, my reading is so good. So uh, Jesus said, "Let don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God and trust in me." There are many rooms in my father's house. I am going there to prepare a place for you. After I go, prepare a place for you. I will come back. Then I will take you with me to so you can be where I'm at. John 14, 1 and 3. Hi, I've been in the program for seven months. I, guess I like uh, John 20, 29. Uh, you believe in you believe you you believe in me because you've seen me, but bless those who have not seen me and still believe. My name is Dylan Gidger. I've been in the program a little under five months. This is the second time I was here. Um, I went to the program the first year, 2019, graduated, 
did reentry for about six months. Uh, just I fell out, you know, uh, didn't go to church as much as I should have, you know. It started increasing more and more after time, and then just uh, trying to get back right, you know, trying to get back to God and uh, do something good for a change, you know. That's all I got. Hello, church. Um, my name's Dejan Williams. I'm from Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, I'm, I'm 27 years old. I've been in the program for about five months, and the verse that I stand on is 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. And they read, And he said unto me, For my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most assuredly will I rather glory in mine infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in persecutions, in necessities, in distresses, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then am I strong. Thank you, men. If you want, you can play the campus update video. It's what's going on down in San Antonio, a lot of good stuff. Darn. Growth in our programs, our staff, and most importantly, the men and women that we serve. During COVID, with a dedicated team of staff and enhanced safety measures, we were able to keep our doors open. Even during these uncertain times, we continue to be a safe haven where our students' lives can be restored, transformed, and renewed. Last year, we opened the doors of a beautiful 6,000 square foot building, which is now home to all of our crucial program services. Within these walls, men spend time in classrooms, studying Christ-centered recovery curriculum that brings healing and hope. They also spend time in our lecture hall where they receive powerful, life-changing teachings from seasoned pastors and faithful volunteers. In our advising room, students meet one-on-one -on -one with their mentor every month, receiving personalized advising and encouragement. They also participate in a 13-week course called The Ultimate Journey, where the students identify crippling lies they've come to believe in each season of their life. And together as a group, we help them replace it with truth. It's here that the journey begins, and all of our students as they find a place for new beginnings, a place to discover who they are, how God sees them, and how they can relate with others. Our students celebrated as we cut the ribbon on a beautiful sports court, they love shooting hoops on the state-of-the-art court inside of our third phase home. Men take the next steps in their walk as they find employment and in the local community and begin to work and save money. It's during this time they study a re-entry curriculum aimed at equipping each student with the tools for success outside the program. We've made exciting updates in our woodshop where students learn to create beautiful crafts each of these pieces is handmade scrap wood, symbolic of the incredible change that happens in the lives of the students who were once nearly thrown away on a scrap pile. But when God got a hold of it, he transformed it into something beautiful. It was an exciting day when we moved into our beautiful new dorm building, which more than doubles the number of women we're able to serve. This 44-bed dormitory has an incredible bathroom setup that our ladies love and room for dining and fellowship. 
More importantly, it has opened up space for us to launch a new program serving pregnant women and moms with children in the existing home. This is such an important victory for our city. Bear County has more babies born withdrawing from drugs than any other county in Texas. Alongside the creation of a program to help moms, we'll be opening a Montessori school on our campus for daycare age children, which will serve the kids Amen. in our program and the community around us. It'll be another incredible tool that will help in the healing process of families and help close the gap in recovery services available to moms with kids. With you, we're doing this important work together. Thank you for your support. Amen. Wow. I'm so blessed I get to be a part of all that that's going on here. It's like the best job in the world. If there was a better place to be, I'd be there. But being able to work full-time for the Ministry of Adult and Teen Challenge is a blessing. I mean, you heard the, about the women's home. When you know women come in the program, if they have kids, they really can't come in the program. And if, they're, if they come in the program and CPS has their kids, they can't get their kids back till they leave and go get an apartment. And that means they're having to leave the program early. And so by having this house, it used to be the women's home. Now it's going to be the women with children's home. We're able to accept women that can be with their children and also have a Montessori school right on the campus. That's for people in the community, but also for the children of the ladies that are in the program and they can go through and get the help that they need. You know, just so much going on. Yeah. Yeah, we have, uh, like I said, 40 students in our facility. We have a one-time induction fee of $1,500, but if a student can't afford that, like when I came to Teen Challenge, I couldn't afford that. They still accept the student. So I just wanted to go ahead and have another testimony come up. Dejan Williams, he's a true blessing to me. He works with me in the marketing department, and he's going to give his testimony. Good morning again, church. Um, again, my name is Dejan Williams. Um, so, I grew up in church. Um, I'm the oldest of 12 kids. Um, my my uh, my mother, bless her soul, she uh, she homeschooled all of us. Um, I, uh, I I stopped going to. Uh, I was in private school for a while. I stopped going to school. I, I believe like the eighth grade, and um, she began homeschooling us. So she homeschooled me until I went into college. Um, she's still homeschooling kids. <laughs> um, there, there's like a, a 25 year age gap between me and the youngest. Um, so my, my youngest brother is two years old. Um, Israel is his name. So he's, he's precious. But, um, I, uh, so I, I grew up in church, you know, I, um, like, man, I, like, I can, I can, I'm, I'm sorry, whoever's Bible this is, I, I can, I can open this Bible to, to any page and, and I'm familiar with the stories in it. I had a personal, per, personal relationship with Jesus Christ at a young age. I knew that he, he lived a perfect life, that he was the son of, of, uh, almighty God, that he was reincarnate in the flesh and that he suffered and died as the propitiation for my sins. I knew all of those things. I believed all of those things. But there came a time in my life where I rejected God. Um, I, was, uh, I was about 17. I, I was 17. This was my first year in college. Um, I, I met a young lady at our church. It, it was a church much like this. Um, 
we had uh so my parents my parents had met when I, whenever I was 11 years old and my mom rededicated her life she led um, my stepfather David to the to the Lord um, and uh, we we begin to attend a church called Mana Church in Fayetteville North Carolina he had retired from the army of 23 years so that's why we were in Fayetteville um, you know for any vets out there hoorah amen but uh so he he uh like we we begin begin to go to this church and it was a mega church there there were i i want to say from anywhere from 4 to 5000 members in the church um so it was it was really easy to hide it was um i i could slip between the cracks you know i i really didn't have to like be invested or um have have meaningful relationships with anyone um you know i mean it was just easy to to be me. Um, he felt led to um, quit his job there in Fayetteville and to, to um, help with a church plant. There was a, a pastor of prayer and evangelism. I'll never forget the guy. His, uh, his family are some of my dearest friends, um, the Hallorans. His name was Pastor Chris Halloran. He, um, he felt led to do a church plant in Newport News, Virginia. So we moved from North Carolina up to VA, and uh, I was 13 at the time. Um, during that time, I began. I, I got really close with his family. Um, we went through a class called Evangelism Explosion. I'm not sure if any of you are familiar with it. It just helps you present the gospel in a, a practical way to non-believers. Um, I grew up in in that church with um, Pastor Haller, and he's he's uh, for all intents and purposes, he was my spiritual mentor for many many years. Um, when I was about 17, I met a young lady in his church. Um, her name was Alice, and um, yeah, I was 17. Um, I, I w it was my first year in college, and um, I decided, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna just go into the military because she was in the military. She was an MP in the Army. Um, so I did that. I went through MEPS. I took the ASVAB, all that, and um, I, was, I was gonna leave for, for basic. Um, but um, she, like, she, she invited me over to her house um, before basic training, and, and um, we ended up doing the deed. Like I said, I was about 17, um, and uh, this, this young lady was in her 30s. Um, so I, uh, I, I bring this to light to tell you that I was invested in church, and I was, I was a, a follower of the word at one time um, to the utmost degree, but... Um, Whenever, whenever that came to light, that um, Alice and I, my pastor and his wife, took her side. They told me that I, I should have known better. I'm not sure if it was because I was um, uh, further along in my walk with the Lord than she was, or because I'm a guy and you know the man should, you know, you know, be the leader and accept the responsibility. Whatever the case may be, I. Uh, I started to disassociate myself with, with their family. Um, their oldest son, I had worked with him for years. He, he actually got me my first job with landscape and construction. Um, I'd been working for, for that company for about four and a half years. Um, I quit. I, I stopped talking to Chris. The, the, he was Chris Jr. Um, I stopped talking to him. I, uh, you know, I, I, I stopped going to church. I started smoking weed. I, I just disassociated. I, I secluded myself from my family. Um, 
and it's it's been three years since I've seen my family. Um, I, I I recently saw them a month before entering Teen Challenge. This is the only reason why I'm here in Texas. I was locked up in um, a California a California uh, jail um, seven months ago, and um, I came to Texas for Teen Challenge. Uh, my family was already here. They had moved here from Virginia. I want to say about a year ago, while I was already, you know, incarcerated, and um, I, I had lost the hope to, I had lost the the will to live. I, I had no hope. I um, I wanted to die. I tried to OD. I jumped in front of trains. You know, I I uh, I put a gun to my head and pulled the trigger and misfired. Um, you know, I'm a living testament that the the Lord is is definitely for us and on our side. Um, I haven't seen everything come to fruition as far as um, the Lord putting my life back together yet, but um, you know He is restoring my family. Like I, I just had a visit with my family yesterday. Um, you know, all 12 kids. You know, my mom, my my dad was traveling, but you know I'll catch him next time. Um, you know, I uh, I just I see a lot of families here, and I want to encourage the young the young people and and even the moms and dads. Um, stay connected like I like if 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 I could take back or redo any moment of my life it would be how much time I spent with my family how the the how much I invested and was around um you know you know bless you guys um I I just want to leave you with this last verse I I because I told you um you know I haven't seen everything come into fruition for my life as far as the Lord restoring me and his provision and his blessing. I see it, but not the way I, not the way I'm praying for it. <laughs> um, but uh, the verse that I'm, I'm kind of leaning on, you know, for that part is uh, Galatians chapter six, verses seven through nine. And it reads, and do not be fooled for God is not mocked for surely a man shall reap what he sows. If he sows of the flesh of the flesh, shall he reap corruption? But if he sow of the spirit, of the spirit shall he reap life everlasting. For do not be weary of well-doing. For if you continue and faint not, in due season you shall reap. Thank you, guys. Amen. Well, he's a natural speaker. We're so glad to be here. You guys have been so cool and welcoming. Thank you again, Eddie, for welcoming us. We have... Uh, something that we do here at Adult and Teen Challenge. It's a way to uh, help support the ministry as our sponsor, a student program. You might have seen, uh, I got two things. First, we have a prayer card in your seat. You might see one. It's a prayer card where you can actually, you can sponsor a student on there. It has a place for a credit card, but it also has a place for your information and uh, a prayer request that you can turn in. But one of the things, and I do this too, I sponsor three students in the program. And I don't make a lot of money, but I know I believe it works. And we're going to play a video for uh, the student sponsorship. So if you want to take this flyer and look at it while we're playing the video and maybe pray about sponsoring one of our students, if you could play that video, please.
It's okay. Oh well. Why don't we do this? Why don't I have another student come up and give a testimony? Randy Holland. If you get it going, then pause it and we'll uh, come to it after the testimony. Randy. Hi, as I said, I'm Randy Hollins. I'm from San Antonio. And um, where? Y'all want to play the video first then? Okay. My story begins from a young age. I had a, had a good child. A little bit of a rough childhood. Um, my dad was a coke abuser, meth abuser, alcoholic, and I mistreated my mother pretty well. And through that, she uh, protected me there. The Lord protected both of us because she was a believer, still is a believer. And I, uh, he passed away when I was uh, seven years old. So my stepfather came into the picture, and I had a very, very normal childhood. But towards the end of my my teen years, I became pretty angry. I became bitter. I didn't know why. And I didn't grow up religious. I didn't grow up with a, with a background and all that. Years later, I tried to fit in with a lot of different crowds. I tried to fit in with that. Not, always having something missing. Always having something that I couldn't grasp. I didn't know why. Always feeling alone. Always feeling depressed. Okay. I'm going to trade you. It's a better talking mic. I had bits and pieces of the Lord until I came into Teen Challenge, which before that I was abusing alcohol and methamphetamines for over five years, and it destroyed many relationships, many jobs, and a blessing in disguise was I was ended up working with a company called Pick and Pull, and they sponsor Teen Challenge very well, and they give our guy give Teen Challenge guys an opportunity to go back into the workforce. And my mother was working there. She didn't know what to do. She just put me through a behavior hospital because I ended up losing everything. And right before that, I didn't, I didn't know where to turn. So I decided to just put my hands in a prayer and just ask, Lord, just help me any way you can. And I ended up finding a 7-Eleven. I called my mom. I was like, I need some help. All this happened. Everything got lost and now I uh, understand that was a blessing in disguise because when I came to Teen Challenge I was really angry I was very bitter and I uh, ended up accepting Jesus into my heart in the classroom of Teen Challenge because we have a, a classroom that we go through contract work with and they asked me uh, do you want to accept Jesus in your heart and I was like why not just simple why not and through that, I ended up, I still ended up a little rocky, this program. I ended up having three months of discipline because I didn't want to confine to the program itself. I was still rebelling. I was still rebellious nature. And, but through that, I ended up, the Lord ended up reaching me even more, showing me the lessons that I needed to learn to grow and to mature as a Christian man instead of just confining to the world as I used to be so through that I ended up working on my anxiety issues because I suffered from anxiety type 2 bipolar and depression and the Lord just took all of that away and it's 
He was teaching me lessons after lessons after lessons in this program because the Lord works in very mysterious ways. And Teen Challenge is a tool that helps do that through our work programs and through the UJ program is where I've had a lot of healing, where I discovered my past, where I discovered the answers to why, because the Lord put that in my heart. And through the UJ program, they teach a, teach the Lord and this, use that as a tool for the healing of your heart and getting underneath it and just discovering what can help you through all all the life and the Lord is the one answer that has that he's the one answer that Teen Challenge has blessed me with to just learn and grow with him through our chapel services through uh, the cl classrooms that we have because each contract we got is uh, is going through the Bibles because I've never read a Bible before this program maybe skim through it every now and again if I saw it at somebody's house but other than that I had no no religious background and the thing is I find the Bible to just open my mind and open my heart to the lessons that I honestly needed to learn through Teen Challenge with our work programs and through Teen Challenge I ended up developing a work habit I never even had because I'm working for the Lord and that's why I stood on Corinthians 3 23 and also the anxiety issue was what destroyed my life it destroyed me it lead me all the way to there until I can find that self-confidence through the Lord to just learn to grow and to just finally have an inner peace I never had in my lifetime and thanks to thanks to Teen Challenge for being this tool to just grow and learn and have my mind just renewed by the Lord and have everything that because my family's been my family has been restored to to a point where I never even realized that I could have a relationship even with my stepfather, somebody I rarely talk to, and me and my mother are even closer than ever before. And I haven't had that feeling since I was a little kid. And just, sorry, it's, I've been going through a little bit this week, so it's hard to just to go through my testimony. So, but... Through that, I ended up, I ended up just being blessed to have a have a job already lined up through their third phase program through Assured Auto Parts, which is surprisingly the uh, place my stepfather works at, and he's willing to give me that chance that I didn't even realize I could could have, because Pick and Pull was the one that put me through the program and showed my mother to put me through the program. But through that, I got opportunities I never even thought of I gotta just I just thank the Lord for everything that I could have that could be this program that at first I fought and just the Lord softened my heart and opened my mind through it all so thank you for your time guys amen thank you Randy yes can you go ahead and play that video now and please consider praying about the Christian drug and alcohol recovery program for men women families and teens that God is using to transform lives. The first drug I got introduced to was cocaine, actually, um, and that led to marijuana. It did progress very fast from the age of 16 to 18. And by the end of that graduation, I was physically addicted to sedatives, uh, your benzodiazepines, any of your prescription pills, all those. He took all my worries, all my stresses, and turned them around into a, such a beautiful situation. I was broken, and now I'm together. Graduating from Adult and Teen Challenge of Texas is no easy feat. It requires making a year-long commitment to this life-changing discipleship program. Our students are faced with spiritual battles on a daily basis, and every encouragement makes a difference. 
We want to invite you to be a part of their success. We want to invite you to become a student sponsor. When you sponsor a student at Adult and Teen Challenge, you are partnering with an individual who is becoming a new creation. When you sign up, we will assign you to one of our students and send you a photo and profile of the student that you will be sponsoring. Every few months, you will receive an update about your student's progress so you can continue to pray for them and see that beyond your financial support, you are helping to change their life. You will have opportunities to meet and encourage your student at Adult and Teen Challenge events, and when your student completes the program, you will receive a personal invitation to attend and celebrate at their completion ceremony. Most of all, we urge you to write and encourage your student. Your letters will remind them that someone cares and that their community supports them. Your prayers will help move the obstacles in their path and help them stay committed on their journey towards freedom. Many students say that the letters and notes they received gave them the hope and encouragement they needed at just the right time. I got the card in the mail on a day where I was just ready to give up and it gave me all the encouragement I needed just to keep on going. Just to know that there's people out there praying for me gives me all the encouragement that I need to press on. The cost to provide housing, counseling, and other recovery services to a student in our program is over $1,400 each month. Most students can never afford to pay that out of pocket, so our ministry is supported by gifts from friends, families, churches, our vocational training programs, and the generous support of donors like you. For $35 a month, you can sponsor a student and your entire gift will help provide recovery services to your student. By committing just $35 a month, you can help to change the life and future of a Teen Challenge student. To become a student sponsor, simply fill out a sign-up form, visit us on the web at tctexas.org, or give us a call to start supporting a student at your local Adult and Teen Challenge campus today. Amen. Amen. So we're like, please pray and consider filling this out and sponsoring a student. One of the students I sponsor... Leandro S. I get this card. I have it on my desk, and I keep it there. He's actually in the program, so I, I see him from time to time. But uh, you might not be able to visit your sponsored student, but you can definitely write letters. You can pray for them. You can send care packages. You can uh, come to their – we have a banquet coming up in November that you can come and see them at. Uh, we just had a pickleball tournament not too long ago that some of the sponsors were at. I don't know if you guys know about pickleball, but it's starting to grow. It's just pretty good. It's like a mini version of tennis, combination of tennis and ping pong. So if you could picture that and badminton maybe. But uh, it asks questions. You get a profile. You get a picture of the student. It tells you their journey that they're going through with first three months, second phase. So please consider uh, sponsoring one of our students. If you do decide to sponsor a student and fill that out, either the white card where it says sponsor a student or through that this brochure right here, you can go back. Our craft table is back there, and you can pick any item you want for free. So the men, as soon as they come into the program, they go into the wood shop. They don't know they're coming into a drug program that they're going to be making crosses with nails on them. You know, if you tell them, they're like, what's going on? But they're in the wood shop when they first come in. And they're making, like you saw in the one video, they're making those crosses and plaques and whatnot. So if you do sponsor a student, you get anything on that back table for free. Other than that, I want to thank you for having us here today. Uh, it's been a blessing. We're looking forward to going out with Eddie and uh, fellowshipping at some lunch. 
But uh, other than that, if you have any questions, the guys will be around and we'll be around the table. And uh, if you need any help filling any forms out or anything, just let us know. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Yeah, so um, if you guys have time at the end of service today, definitely check out the table. They brought some of that uh, crap that they do at the, at the facility. So just a, a, a few uh, words I'd like to share with you guys. I think I have time. First of all, I want to thank the guys for coming out and sharing your testimony. Uh, thank you. It takes a lot of uh, courage and vulnerability. Oh, I can't say that word. Vulnerability to share your testimony, and thank you for trusting us with that. So, um, just want to share a, a quick word with you guys. So, God's testimony is kind of like a Yelp review for the work that God does, right? I, I don't know about you guys, but I buy a lot of stuff for kids' ministry uh, using Amazon, and before I buy anything new, I'm always looking at the reviews, right? I want to see, okay, what are people saying about this product, and can I trust it? Does it have five stars? If it has five stars, I'm like, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get that. People are saying it's a good thing, and so I'll go ahead and buy that. But I also look at the negative stuff. I look at the, the one star, and I want to see why are they saying it's a one star. But it's interesting that we want to hear what other people are saying. So when we hear testimony about God, it's telling us the work that God is doing. And, of course, we all know that God always gets five stars, right? The work that he does is amazing, and he's always going to get five stars. The word for testimony in Hebrew is aidut. Uh, I hope I said that right. A-Y-D-O-O-T-H, aidut. It means do it again with the same power and authority. Again, it means do it again with the same power and authority. So if you've seen God do something like these guys are saying um, – all these amazing things that God is doing in your life. If you've seen it once, you're going to see it again. You may not see it in your life, but you'll see it in the lives of other people. So um, it's very interesting. He is the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So my question is, because um, someone asked me this yesterday, why do we have guys come out and share testimony at a church? Why is that important? So the question is, why should we share our testimony? Uh, the first one is it's an encouragement. Hearing a testimony about God, what God has done encourages both as the believers and those that are still searching. I don't know about you guys, but when I was a new Christian, I thought that I didn't have a good enough testimony, right? So I'm going to sit in the back row and not share and wait for others that have these more amazing stories, like this, the things that you guys shared today. I, I, I never was addicted to anything. I didn't do any of that stuff. And so I thought my testimony was good, not good enough. But one day God said, you know what? The very fact that you've turned your life around and you're following me is a testimony. So I need to share that. So I want to encourage you guys today, share your testimony all the time. Because it encourages yourself. I get excited when I share my testimony about how God saved me, how God put my family. He, she, he's been setting us up from the very beginning to be working in kids' ministry, and I see that as we're working, so it's amazing. Testimonies about how God kept us from losing our house. Testimonies of uh, how time and time again, God helps us with our finances. So he's done some amazing things. So when I'm sharing, I get excited, and I see the, the reaction of the person that's hearing my testimony, they get excited and they, they, they get a hope 
with something better. I know I, I'm looking at Jonathan and Daniel. There's been many times that we've sat down and just shared testimony. And I, I remember seeing them like lit up. And so I want to encourage you guys, share your testimony. You know, sharing your testimony or hearing about testimony shows that God is still working, even though you don't see it at the moment. Uh, the other thing is it gives hopes for those that are still uh, seeking. We had a uh, small group uh, this past one that we were talking about God's word in the Bible. And uh, Kirk and I were talking about this. Is You know, how do you share that God's word is true, right? And we can sit here and, and spit out a bunch of like statistics and verses and things like that. And, and for me, it's my testimony that I use because I'm not good at, not like Dijon. Man, Dijon, you remember scripture like, Amazing. I see you as a future pastor. We'll pray about that. But I'm not like that, right? I can't, I can't spit out statistics and things like that. But I have a testimony. And that can point someone that's still searching to a God that's powerful. So I want to encourage you guys to share your testimony. Second point, God calls us to share. There's many stories and many verses in the Bible that tells us that we ought to share our testimony. First Peter 3.15 says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So guys, you guys, every single one of you guys have an amazing story. Don't be ashamed to share it, okay? It's going to be hard to come up here and especially people you've never met, right? You're going to share your story, and, and, and it's going to be hard. I, I can tell you, I, I get nervous coming up here and sh uh, sharing things with, with adults. I can be in front of kids and be, be myself and whatever. But with adults, it's a little different. But I want to encourage you guys, you have an amazing testimony. Share that. Don't let anything hold you back from sharing that. So, for example, in the Bible, David, when when... David found out about Goliath, right? He wants to go over there and fight this big giant. And, and David's still a, a, a child himself. And he's in front of King Saul. And King Saul's like, you're just a kid. What can you do? So he's basically asking David, what resume do you have that you can tell me that you can defeat this giant? And so David shares a testimony. He says, God has helped me defeat a lion and a bear. And he is going to do it again. So just like that that uh, definition of the word testimony in Hebrew, I do it. Do it again with the same power and authority. So testimonies are powerful. So before I come up to my last point, if I can get Justin up here, because I'm wrapping up, and then we'll be leading into another song. And one of the things we'd like to do is call all the, the men up here. Uh, we'd like to pray over you guys, and Melissa will be leading that here in a minute. But... Um, the last point is it's a form of worship, okay? When you're sharing your testimony, when you finally find the courage to share your testimony, it's exciting, right? And it reminds you of how good God is, how, uh, the things that he's done in your life, and you get excited about it. And you forget about your troubles. Uh, it takes away the focus from your, your problems and things that you're going through, and it puts a focus on God, and it's a form of worship. When we share our testimony, it reminds us how great God is. It reminds us how he makes the impossible possible. And it reminds us that he is good. He is for us. 
our testimony puts us in a place of gratitude. When you share that, it reminds you God is good. Sometimes there's going to be a season when you don't feel like God is working in your life. Go back and think about your testimony. And that will put you in a place of gratitude. And that is worship. Worship.